and welcome to the Eric Leo Shout Show. I'm your host, Eric. Good day. How are you doing today? Today, we're going to be a little more technical. Uh, I saw that so far, everybody likes the more technical side, so that's what we're going to be doing today. What I'm going to be talking about is, well, first of all, this microphone that I'm using right now, I want to get into microphones a bit. And on the technical side, you have generally about two different types of microphones. You've got the dynamic and you have the cardioid. Now there's a difference. Uh, if you've listened to my other podcasts, one of them sounds rather, rather low and hollow. That one, the type of one that I've used before, and that is the more podcasting. That's the Audio-Technica. That one, it picks up more sound, but that can be a drawback. The point being, it'll pick up a mouse fart a mile away. So it's, it, it'll pick up, sometimes you have to really fiddle with it to make sure that you don't you know, bump into something or things like that. So it, it's good for picking up sound, but if you really want to have true quality in your recording, minus plosives, which happen, which uh, by the way, one of the best things you can do is sit at an angle, get your angles right, play around, the worst thing you can do is talk right into a mic, and that is something about dynamics that happens. You, you pretty much have to sit a lot closer to it, which I kind of am doing right now. But if you, you know, if you just angle your face and learn how to sit or stand, it's fine. I'll tell you the thing is the, the Shure MVX7 that I'm using is the little brother to the SM7B. Now that one is a higher grade personally one I want to get in the future, but it's higher in budget. So it just depends on where your budget is. If you want to go for the full force, big brother, go for it. Now, if your budget says I only have X amount to spend, which I spent about, it was about $180 for this one. And it was brand new in the box, shipped in four days. So not a problem, not terribly expensive as opposed to your, you know, three, $5,000 microphones, which we'd all love to have, right? I would certainly love to have one, and that's the eventual goal. But for now, what I'm doing is, you know, starting out where we are. And the practical thing is, the simpler the microphone, in my personal point of view, it can be easier because especially the what I love about the Shure brand and certain other microphones is that it has the connection. You actually, I went online and found an $11 cord that hooks directly into the back of the mic and thus into my USB port for my computer. Now, the higher grade, you know, you're, this is the other thing, is when you have cords that run from your mic to your computer, albeit laptop, um, regular PC, whatever it is, there are a lot of times you're going to run into connectivity problems. Uh, simply put, uh, the more you have lines running to and from something, it degrades the sound because of the amount of electricity running through the cord. Simple as that. So the shorter amount of time and effort to get the signal from the mic to the computer, the better quality you're having, right? Simple. Now, what I love and it, it can be a problem, I'm gonna say this wrong, so I'm gonna spell it. Uh, the one I have is H-O-S-O-N-G-I-N. That's the name of brand of cord that I use. Now it's great when you when you have it hooked in correctly. It's awesome. Crystal clear right through. 
but as USB ports go, you can get dirty, you know, you can have things happen and it can, you know, not be as clear because you haven't, you haven't connected correctly, things like that. But that's life. But for $11, not bad at all because the higher grade mics require mixers a lot. You know, this is actually helps connect your mic to whatever system you're using because there's just more sound, there's more going on there. There's more sound, there's, there's you know, more amp, there's more things going on. But uh, for, if you're a small one-man operation like me, and yes, I plan on getting some guests. I really, I really would like to get some guests on my podcast. And that will happen. This is uh, something else I'm going to get into today on the technical aspect. I want to go li- a little bit into uh, how we're actually recording. Okay, this is going to be on the technical side. When you're recording, and I'm going to be using, uh, pretty much always I will be using Audacity for an example. But uh, when you're when you're uh, playing around with your editing, that's what I'm talking about. So we're talking about editing. Uh, if you go into any programs, you usually have effects. And it's got like add real time, it's got volume and compression, fading, pitch and tempo, things like that. One thing I want to, for the love of all things sacred and good, never, ever, ever, ever use a noise gate. And I'll tell you why. First time I was trying to record a book, I went on, I went on YouTube and I you know, looked for tips because I had no idea what I was doing. I had not a clue at all. I had never edited a book. I had never done audio. I had never done any of this. So it was, I was a complete newbie. And I should have thought about that before I did my edition, but hey, this is life. So what I learned is I tried using a noise gate. And the problem with noise gates is, okay, one of the most simple things about editing, one of the most important things is you want to have a noise ceiling. And what that simply means, whatever you're doing, talking, singing, laughing, burping, whatever you're doing in the mic, you don't want it too loud. That's the basic of it all. When you record, you see somewhere on your screen, there's a monitor that shows exactly how loudly you're recording. It goes from usually about minus minus 54 to minus zero. And that's telling you how much input your voice and sound is putting into the computer through the microphone. Now, if it gets to the red, to zero or so, it's it's going to come out too loud no matter what you do. And no no one wants to hear that because it becomes fuzzy and, and all that. What a noise gate does, it tries to bring the level down, okay? From say, at the extreme minus zero to say minus 16 which is good you want between 18 and 12 that's usually where you want to sit because that's saying it's not going too it sounds weird but too high on the sound i know if you want to get technical we'll get into that in another podcast but the point being the problem with the noise gate is that it distorts your voice and i know i've done it several times whereas one of the best things you can do i set up I set up my macro, which has a program of all the steps that I can take. It applies it. And the how I do it reads 
and, and cleans up, it's a filter. It's usually under noise removal and repair. You go to noise reduction, and then you, you just take a sample. Uh, a couple of seconds is all you need. You highlight it, you hit. What you do is, is read the noise profile, which, which means it picks up whatever you're recording. Then you apply it, then you go highlight everything, and then you go in back into noise reduction, and then apply. And that cleans it all up. And then you can do a volume and compression, which is which is once you start doing it and learn how, it's really not that hard because you want normalize and allow this normalization. Now normalize brings it up from like, you know, say it went down to, you know, your mic's not reading very well and it's like 30, right? So that's really low. It'll bring it up to that 18 to 12 level, you know, is where you want to be. But sometimes that's, ow, 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 too loud. And it's actually way higher. So the normal, loudless normalization or compressor, you can, you can do those, either one. I like the loudless normalization myself. You can use a compressor, but it's, it can be more technical. It depends on what you want to do. This is the learning part that you can do. I prefer loudless normalization. So I hit that. You know, one of my favorite things is the, uh, the pop removal. And the way you do that is just noise removal and repair. And actually what it is called is the click removal. See, that's where you can also see noise gate, clip fix, noise reduction, repair, stuff like that. You can play around with that. Um, I always say just record a couple minutes of just whatever, just whatever you got, a poem or read from a manual, whatever you're doing, and then play around with that. And if you really want to see how bad it gets, use the noise gate and you'll see, well, you'll, you'll hear how bad it can be. It just, it, you know, it, it rips up your audio. That, that's to be totally honest. I don't know why it exists because it's horrible. And that's, I'm saying that because I've used it and it's like, nope, I don't know why that's here. I've, I've never used it. But your, yeah, your noise reduction, your noise repair. And, you know, you've got EQ and filters. You can use your, you know, like fading. I like fading. Here's a, here's a topic that I really enjoyed is one thing you can do to snap up your recording sometimes is to pull in some music. And that's what I do in, on a lot of my podcasts for two reasons. One if you have some of those stubborn little things that just won't go away no matter how much you edit, it's a great way to block it out. <gasps> yes, actually, yes, it works. And two, you know, it's just pleasant. It's just a nice way to, to fill in that. And, you know, we've all listened to that audiobook that has the, the birds chirping and the water splashing and the, the gunshot going off and it just punches it up, you know? It reminds one of, I always loved the old radio station programs, Little Orphan Annie, The Shadow, and this program that, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of this, it was by Focus on the Family in the 80s and 90s, and it was Adventures in Odyssey. Now, it's a, it's a Christian program, or it was, but they used a lot of sound effects to really bring home the show, because you could hear the voices, the actors, but... Here's a, here's a trick. Check this out. You know how they used to simulate wood burning? Somebody would start stepping on a pile of sticks in the studio. Just, they'd have these you know, heavy shoes and they'd just walk on sticks. 
and that effect simulated popping and crackling of a fire. Right? Great. And they put that in there. So things like that. Now, one thing that I will also go into is something to be very, 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 very careful of is watching your tracks. Because sometimes, you know, when you stop, you record, you walk away, like you have to unplug your mic. Maybe if you have a computer like mine, sometimes you have to unplug your mic to be able to hear your own recording. It happens. Here's something that I found is really helpful because sometimes the tracks separate themselves. You know, you'll have this track A, track B, one, two, three, whatever it is. That can become annoying. How do I fix that? Because you want one continuous track, right? Well, I found a way to help with that. And I don't know if it's on your computer, but I'm telling you where I found it on mine is you highlight your whole track, right? And it's really easy. You just go to tracks and then there's there's a couple options depending on your computer. There's there's options is you can go to align tracks and align end to end. And that can just pull all the tracks together. It's one long one. You will have gaps, but it will put them all together and you can edit, you know, you can get out all the little gaps and such, you know, basic editing. But that helps, you know, if you have that problem, if you have separate tracks, it can help that so that it's not trying to export all these different ones. It just pulls it all together. So that's quite useful, I found because we've all had those that messy and you just want to get it all together. So yeah, just remember to align your tracks. And here's something that really, really helps too. This is my last one today. It's going to be a bit shorter podcast, but okay. When you're trying to, okay, you have like three different tracks. You've got your audio and two different soundtracks, right? And you want them all together. Well, how the heck do I do that? It's really easy once you get down to it is you just go back to tracks after you highlight everything you go to tracks mix and render to new track if that's your option if it's mix and render you can do that you want to make sure this is important you mix and render to new track the trick is to go scroll down and you'll find all your different tracks and then there's a one and it'll usually say new track or new rendered or something like that but it'll tell you this is the brand new boy so the other ones you don't need. I wouldn't delete it. I would not delete it as yet until you're completely happy with it. And maybe sample export it, you know, so that you can see, you know, listen to it. That's what I do. I will export my track, label it, and listen to it on my computer. Does that sound good? Is that great? Great. Get it out there. Print it. But if it's not, you can still go back in. And here's something that I found through trial and error. A lot of times your computer will record automatically in stereo, which is kind of funny because you really don't need to. You don't, it's like two tracks. You don't need it. The more information you have to take and export, the bigger the file. And a lot of companies, they want a simple file. They want mono. So that's the last thing I will touch on right now is when you export, it can export as this and that what you want is an mp3 file that's the most popular you can do wave or you can do mp3 i like mp3 more because it gives you the option of how you export it okay how you export it this is what i like is 
what you want is you want you can do the mono it'll tell you you can do stereo forces mono i like the mono force to mono it, it won't hurt it at all you want 192 kbps because that's a, that's a higher constant and that's the other thing constant you want a constant so that basically okay constant as opposed to intermittent means that it just it makes everything smooth that's literally what it means you want the constant you make it smooth so that all exports in the same way you know because if you have spikes and, and dips and lows and which we all have you want that you want the constant and you want the mono and then 192 and if you want to get technical technical you can look up the kpps and that's fine i like to learn i really do because I'm going to be doing podcasts where I've just learned it maybe that morning. Hey, I've got to share this. So, absolutely. Yeah, whatever helps make things smoother, I am loving to share this. That's why I'm doing this. So, that is all for now, ladies and gents. This has been a wonderful podcast. I love it. I really hope you go out and do this. Go listen to this. Turn around and play with it on on your computer. Go ahead. Have fun with it. That's the thing. This is going to be fun. Once you get past the really hard parts, recording can be a lot of fun. I mean, where else do you get to sit in your comfy clothes, in your closet, record, and make some do-re-mi out of it? I mean, it's great. So this has been Eric with the Eric Leo Shout Show. I hope you had a good time today, and have a wonderful day. <laughs>